All right, we got to hurry here because Ryan's got to go. <laughs> Auctioneer style. Give me five hundred forty-five. And the winner is uh, the winner is this one. Did you taste it? No, but we got to go. It's two o'clock. <laughs> This is episode 292 of Bourbon Pursuit, the podcast featuring news, reviews, and interviews with people making the bourbon whiskey industry happen. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Coleman, and before we start today's podcast with a new riff bracket challenge, here's your weekly bourbon news update. Uber announced last Tuesday that it will be acquiring the alcohol service Drizzly for $1.1 billion in stock and cash. We had Corey Rellis, the CEO of Drizzly, back on episode 248. And following the completion of the transaction, Drizzly's marketplace will be integrated with the Uber Eats app. And the company will keep the standalone Drizzly app as well. Now, wouldn't it be cool if you could have a guided tasting of wild turkey done by the Russell family whenever you wanted? Well, now you can with Alexa and Google Assistant. Master Distillers Jimmy and Eddie Russell, along with Bruce, who you've heard on the podcast before, personally lent their voices to guide consumers using the skill. Listeners can also hear from Matthew McConaughey. You'll be led through five wild turkey expressions, 101, 101 rye, rare breed, long branch, and Kentucky spirit. So whether you want to learn the basics of whiskey or just refine your palate, say to Alexa, enable wild turkey tasting, or hey Google, talk to wild turkey tasting, and you'll be virtually transported to the wild turkey distillery. Bourbon women are celebrating their 10-year anniversary with a toast to the 10th. Join Peggy No Stevens, Maggie Kimberl, Fred Minnick, and many others for two full days of live streaming that will start taking place on February 25th and 26th, and it's only for $10. There will be sessions from Breckenridge Distillery, Catoctin Creek, Hotel Tango, MGP, Garrison Brothers, Three Chord, Widow Jane, and many others. Get tickets by going to the events page at bourbonwomen.org. I've always said that if you barrel age any type of food, I'll probably eat it. But if you add it to ice cream, you may as well expect me to eat an entire gallon. Whistlepig is partnering with Ben & Jerry's for a new flavor called Whiskey Biz, and this flavor features whiskey caramel swirls and a brown butter bourbon ice cream base. The ice cream also arrives loaded with blonde brownie chunks and topped with white chocolatey ganache and white fudge pieces. The caramel is made with Whistlepig's six-year-old piggyback rye. The pint is available now at stores nationwide for around $5. Now moving on to bourbon release news. Devil Eagle Very Rare is one of those bottles that 99% of us will never get a chance to try. Heck, maybe even never see in person. But this year, it's moving from 90 proof to 101 proof, which is also shared with its brethren, Eagle Rare 17. Devil Eagle Very Rare will hold a 20-year age statement. It comes in a crystal decanter and a silver display case. There will only be 199 bottles available and has a retail price of $2,000. The Louisville Bourbon Transit Company is releasing its fourth batch of bedtime bourbon. This is a five-year-old Kentucky bourbon that was distilled, aged, and bottled in Bardstown. It was produced from just four barrels, so only a thousand bottles will begin appearing in late February and early March in shops all over Kentucky and only in Kentucky, with a price of $70. Now, we've said on the show before that single barrel picks are the new unicorns. And if you add a fancy sticker, maybe some aftermarket wax and some glitter, well, bourbon nerds just can't control themselves. So for today's podcast, the team thought it would be a great idea if we let our audience send us samples from their new Rift Barrel selections, but without any stickers or the wax. And we put them in a bracket challenge to decide who selected the best barrel and who also gets Bourbon Pursuit bragging rights. All right, enjoy today's episode. And here's Fred Minnick with Above the Char. 
I'm Fred Minnick, and this is Above the Char. This week's idea comes from Matt Blair, who writes me on fredminnick.com and says, How much should you tip for a very expensive pour of bourbon in a bar? Two pours of Pappy 23 or Michter's 25 could cost $400. Should you really tip $80 to someone who spends 20 seconds pouring two bourbons neat? Woo, we just opened up a can of worms on up in here, Matt Blair. Matt Blair sounded like he may not want to be tipping there. So I'm going to tell you right now, I believe in tipping. Uh, In fact, uh, especially during the pandemic, I've been tipping 40%. Whether it's pickup, uh, whether I'm in in in-room dining, whether I'm just having a drink at a bar, I personally have been tipping 40% or more. Why? Because right now, especially in a pandemic, these servers, these people who own restaurants, these people who are serving us food, bringing us cocktails and drinks, they are really, every day could be their last day at that particular bar or restaurant because margins are so tight. And if I'm coming there and whether the service is bad or it's good, I'm appreciating them for what they are doing for my family and me. And if I can swing it, I will tip above and beyond what is standard. Now, in a normal in normal circumstances, I would still say that you should tip at that level because you will probably not just get a pour. If you're at a bar that has 25-year-old Michters or 23-year-old Pappy, you're likely bound to have some education there. You're probably not going to see it, but there's a lot of work that goes into the bottles, like making sure they're clean, making sure the glassware is clean. There's so much more work than pouring that drink as, than the 20 seconds that you mentioned, Matt. There's the uh, there's the effort to get the bottle. There's the effort to maintain the bottle. There's the effort to make sure the bar is spotless. So you're not going to go into a place and see 23-year-old Pappy um, next to like moldy potato skins. Well, if you do, it's it's an anomaly. But these places are well-groomed and well-taken care of because of those people behind the bar. So yes, if you can afford it, um, tip as best as you possibly can. And I do believe those bartenders earn that 20% on that particular pour. Not because of that 20 seconds that you see their arm tilting up and putting something in your glass but because of all the effort that goes into getting that bottle and maintaining a beautiful bar. And that's this week's Above the Char. Hey, if you have an idea for Above the Char like Matt Blair did, make sure you hit me up on fredminnick.com, that's fredminnick.com, and click the contact button and submit your idea. As you can see here, I read the good ones I like. So until next week, cheers. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long.
And they're off for another Gift 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 000 from their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Welcome back to this episode of Bourbon Pursuit. We are doing a Bourbon Society Single Barrel Club Challenge on, let's see, who picks the best barrel, and this time, I, I'm actually excited because we might be able to do these over and over again. But this time we're seeing who selected the best new riff barrel. Bragging rights, folks. This is for the bragging rights of the Bourbon Pursuit podcast. <laughs> if that means anything. I mean, who? Yeah, we, we, we might send out a letter. Or, we send them a belt. Or a PDF. But more than importantly, <laughs> they can get on there and say, I'm better than you, Cleveland, or Knoxville, or whoever. Yeah, and I, I also want to say shout out. Thank you to everybody. Actually, we didn't actually have to go too far for this. Shout out to our Patreon community because when I put this out here, I said, hey, we got this idea for a podcast. What we want to do is we want to see who can pick the best single barrel. And we all know that, you know, when it comes to picking single barrels, it's kind of like whatever the, you know, whatever rolls out that day, that's what you get to choose from. But it was an opportunity for us to be able to pull people and say like, hey, who would want to submit their single barrel as a part of this challenge? And, you know, Kenny, Ryan, and Fred, we'll all, we'll all taste it. We'll try to see what what we liked the best and everybody was like we'd love to be a part of it love to be a part of it and i honestly kind of thought we were going to get like you know bigger like you know bourbon societies so like louisville or you know anything like that and no it's it actually is just like it ends up being like smaller clubs that are kind of like offshoots of like different larger organizations so kind of interesting how that all happened yeah oh, the splinter groups <laughs> the splinter groups yeah <laughs> that's right foot so, clan yeah so what we have in front of us today so we we chose uh should we say we had eight volunteers we had eight volunteers from different different whiskey clubs and every single one is a different new riff pick and i want to kind of like put it to you all first like why do you think we should have gone with new riff versus anything else and what do we like about new riff well i mean new riff's done a ton of single barrels and like most whiskey groups have done one so it's like you know they're and too they're they're all consistent like in that same uh mash bill same range of age you know probably four years old um and, but you can get big differences between them uh what, right. from what i've noticed so like you can have you can go and they literally have 10 you know different flavor profiles and here this is really a truly a place where you can evaluate the picker's palate because New Riff will say, oh, don't like that, don't like that. Okay, we got this, we got this. Yeah. And so they're all kind of starting with like, uh, you go to you go to Beam to get a barrel pick. Here are three selections. Don't like it, 
tough and the, and the, <laughs> the two two that made it were from last year the one last time yeah <laughs> red green or blue choose your color yeah there's your barrel picks but here you know you've got a you, you've got a distiller that will open up the warehouse if you will and let you pick and so here we're really truly getting down to the nitty-gritty we're going to find out who's got the best palette from a picking perspective out of these bourbon groups yeah I, I will say that there is also something about when you go there and they put 12 barrels in front of you, you don't want to be like, well, can we keep going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you want to, you want to try to You're narrow like, it sure down. Sure. We got narrowed down to four or however many you get. How many do you narrow it down to? Is uh, it four we, or five? Well, they you usually give you a, a list of 12 and it has the descriptions of, you know, what is, what is this barrel, you know, what kind are, of yeah, flavor, kind of notes of that, and they always have the initials next to it. They never tell you exactly who it is and be like, oh, damn it, Jimmy, like I'm never gonna get fooled by you again. It's always like, you know, JK or ML or somebody on there. So you don't really know who picked it, but you get to see at least some flavor notes. So whether it's popcorn or mm. butter or anything like that, and you're like, okay, well, I guess we'll try to, tr we'll try that That's one. That's something I like. So I would like Pop to try that one. I'd like some popcorn. Right Buttered now. popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Not me. I just ate lunch. I'm bloated. No, we both, <laughs> we're just, we're like, we just, we're, everyone just watching this. We're just coming off of a really big launch and you know, that has an impact on what we taste. So we have to think about that here. Ryan's filled with anxiety about getting to his <laughs> trip here. You know, and we're all on I'm full okay. bellies. Now and, that we've uh, started, the anxiety's gone. But I was like, <laughs> all right, quit piddling around. I gotta get on the road. <laughs> so I want to, uh, I'll kind of kind of list the uh, the competitive field here of who we're dealing with today and, and kind of who submitted things. So um, I'm, I'll, I'll kind of go in order the way we'll go. The way it, it actually happened, people submitted, and then I took the names, I put them into an online kind of like bracketology, bracketology, whatever, something like that. And I just said, and I said, all right, randomly choose the seeds and we'll kind of go from there. So it's a, a single elimination tournament, unless we'd like to figure out who gets third place, we can always take the uh, the top two of the semi, or sorry, the losers of the semifinalists. We can try to find a third place winner there. But we have the Cleveland Bourbon Club who actually sent us their, uh, their sticker along with it. Thank you to Ryan Lentz. It was the new riff past Elijah. And then we also have Charred Barrel, which was also called Happy Little Riff. This was sent in by Chris Paraguni. Uh, I believe it's out of the West Coast. Oh, the West Coast oh. bracket's usually the easiest one. <laughs> yeah, I know. So already he's coming in like at a low ranking because Kenny doesn't even know yeah, where he's from he's, or anything. It's like he's like in Zaga. He's had an easy schedule. All yeah. Year. <laughs> now he's coming up against the big dogs. <laughs> and then next we got the Knoxville Beer and Brown Water Society. And oh, this one they're is in the, the heart of SEC country. They got mm. a tough schedule. Well, in Knoxville, too, <laughs> we've learned that they're actually that's like the number one uh, uh, bourbon market. According to Drizzly, they're selling more delivery orders than any other uh, district in the country right now. Wow. So something's going on there in Knoxville where they all need a drink. Wow. And that was sent by Jimmy Tucker. Oh, and then, that sounds like that sounds like a coach name too. <laughs> it yeah. does. Jimmy Tucker with his own defense. Yep. He's going to do it. Ball line defense. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got these sacred sippers from Mike Utek that sent another barrel in for us. Mm, oh, really yeah. hot on the name, but. Yeah, it sounds like a little too much flat. Yeah, they're a mid-major. They can do some yeah. big things, though, here in the, the big boys. They got a three-point shot in them. <laughs> yep. All right. And then we have the Brown Bunker Coalition sent in from Dirk Glan. Uh, Wright Pat Whiskey Club from Andy Hostetter. The Kentucky Bourbon Brotherhood sent uh -oh. by Todd Hall. Uh-oh. Well, this right here, I think any, the Blue Bloods. they're putting the uh, Kentucky on the name. They're saying, like, listen, we're from the Bluegrass State. This is we're our right lineage. We're right down the street from New Riff, you know. Mm -hmm. We pick the best. That's right. That's what they're saying. 
And then the Great Lakes Whiskey Club sent in by Mike Shute. They focus a lot on uh, half-court uh, defense in the Great Lakes, so it'll be interesting to see if they if they pair well. Yeah, they really like to slow down their competition. They do. They just, don't like yeah. they don't like it to speed up. They're like Virginia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was using like a Fab Five in their joke somewhere too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's true. They are in the so Great Lakes, so they probably bribed to get the best barrel. It's like oh well, it's it's a Great Lake show up because you got uh, Cleveland. You know, it's right there on. One of the well, leagues. these are if if you want to put it that that would be the number one and number two seed because you know it's Cleveland at the top and then you got Great Lakes at the bottom. So we'll see if they see each other in the finals. Yeah, this yeah. could be interesting. We'll see how they do. So with the first bracket, let's go ahead and kick this off. So we've got the Cleveland Bourbon Club, which is going to be our first one on the left. This is again the new riff past Elijah. They had sent the sticker in, Ryan. If you want to kind of hold that up, if anybody wants to look at it. It is a picture of a horse race, and you have the new riff horse that's actually passing the Elijah Craigbick horse. And this is because it actually started off because they were supposed to be doing an Elijah Craig pick, but because of COVID happened, they didn't do it. But instead, they did a, they did a new yeah. riff pick. So just to be clear, Cleveland's number two in the glass, right? No, no number one on the oh. left. On the left. Okay. And then this is going paired head-to-head against Charred Barrel, and this is the barrel that was called Happy little riff. And then so what we're going to be doing is, again, going head to head with these two. And this is kind of the uh, a single elimination tournament here and kind of figuring out which one do we like the best out of out of each of these. So, well, noses are actually kind of similar. Yeah, they are. They're very similar. You know what I love about new riff is just like just the subtle, just the caramel, just like the it's not like punchy in your face spice or anything like that. Mm. That's good. You know what? Just that little bit of whiskey really fills the makes the bil- belly feel better after that big ass <laughs> yeah. freaking barbecue sandwich. It's like uh, an espresso settles yeah. everything down. It really is. I mean, this is what we should be doing all the time, folks. Mm-hmm. Well, I got my winner, and I will say this is a close one. Uh, this is coming down to a buzzer beater. You know, this is uh, these are two teams that really fought hard, and it came down into the trenches of like, do you like wood? Yeah, I I, I feel like the what was the f- first group? Sorry. That not, is, not like, Cleveland. That Great is going to be, no, Charred Barrel. Charred, 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 charred Barrel. Charred, charred barrel. barrel. Well, it tastes like a charred barrel. Yeah, it really <laughs> it, does. Yeah. It really does taste like a charred barrel with an undercut of like like some sweetness, like a honey or yeah. a caramel. It's really good, but man, the the finesse and delicacy of the Cleveland one. Yeah, Cleveland, me, like, Cleveland is, to me, is like, it's got the dribble. Mm-hmm. It's got <laughs> crossover. It's got, it's got the crossover. <laughs> And they've got the assistant coach that's about to be plucked by the NBA for something. And um, they He's can the strategize Stevens. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, this was, um, I think you're, you're all right. I went back for a, a third time here. And I believe that the Cleveland one just has a little more depth, a little mm-hmm. more viscosity to it. Um, the one thing I do like about the charred barrel is that it has this uh, very like marshmallow characteristic, very delicate base that I do enjoy, but <clears> the, <throat> and, and, and yes, <laughs> the sweet Oak. Is... I do, do love my, oak. Yeah. but, but Cleveland bourbon club came through, I think in this one in regards of just the, I think the depth it had, yeah, it had but... more depth at the end of the day. It's the charred wood more... just like a little, the alcohol kind of overpowers everything at the end for me. Yeah. It's like, it just, it starts off good and then it's just like, bam, you know. So while uh, the charred folks, uh, while you did really well in like it's uh, hard presenting being, something. It's hard to go against the one seed, no. It, it really is. And what happens here, what happens here 
is inevitably, you know, there is a taster uh, in the group who probably like like this style, and there was someone in there who didn't have the courage to didn't want to speak up or kind of say like, listen, I don't like that oak note that's coming in too charry. Like, um, there's there had to be someone in there, and um, you know, next time, speak up because today you lose to Cleveland. <laughs> I Maybe will next year. You had a good season. You had you a know? good season. I, I will say. I mean. I actually enjoyed the one from Charred Barrel. I I almost put it above some of the ones that we picked before. I know. You put it in a playing game or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost glad we didn't put one of ours in here and be like, oh, oh yeah, we, we were eliminated in the first round. <laughs> well, I, I'll say this too. I think we're a little bit spoiled by New Riff because we have all had some great uh, barrels coming out of there. And I would say that uh, the Cleveland one is up there in that higher echelon. And I think, um, and I and I want it probably on on a regular basis. This charred one, um, I got to be in the mood for that. Yeah, you know, I want to be in the mood for it. And I, and it may be hurt because I just had barbecue, and there's um, there's some of that smoke note in there. And I don't I don't want smoke right now. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. I like the the butterscotch kind of flavors going on with the Cleveland yeah. one. It's nice and silky. Uh, it's very nice. Are we ready to move on to round two? Let's round do it. two. Round, round two. two. We're so, going over to the West Coast. And who's on the left? Bracket. <laughs> yeah, we are going, uh, well, actually not in the West Coast bracket just yet. Oh, However, we gotcha. are still in a lot of these. And I will say, maybe it's just the thing about maybe the territory we're in, but it is it is mostly a very Midwestern kind of focused uh, uh, playing field here of people I did submit. So on our left, we have the Knoxville Beer and Brown Water Society. This is the Kings of Grain jackpot pick. Mm-hmm. And then on the right, we have Sacred Sippers, and oh, this one yeah. is titled Holy Water, chapter 19, verse 1. Good branding. Good, yeah. Good branding by Sacred Sippers, If but we don't judge on branding, folks. Man, the Knoxville one's got a great nose. I, I was about to say <laughs> the opposite. I thought the Sacred Sippers had the great nose. I thought the Sacred Sippers had the better nose, too. I mean, but let's let's be real. A lot of these, it's it's hard to pull out. Like, there's gonna be not huge variances between the noses. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just gonna be just enough that you're able to kind of like pull out just some some you know some notes here and there. However, there's not gonna be major things where you're gonna be like, oh my god, that's coconut. Oh, that's coffee. So no, the sacred sippers, man. That brown sugar, like a burnt brown sugar. I love that note. Yeah. Let's see what the taste is. Mm-hmm. Moving into the taste. So I did a Knoxville one first. It's it's really good. Um, do you get a big old cinnamon note on that? Because I sure do. It's like a cinnamon highway for me. It's like, have you ever gotten cantaloupe on anything? Mm-hmm. I kind of got a little bit of cantaloupe on that one. That's that's something I usually don't pull from a from a flavor profile. Yeah, I got a lot more uh, like kind of just general grain flavor on that one. Well, on, we're uh, all over the place, guys. <laughs> my, my general grain is or your <laughs> like general cantaloupe. It's cantaloupe. cantaloupe. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe the barbecue throw me. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, after just tasting the sacred zippers, there's an astringency in that. It hits the nasals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an hits the nostrils there. I thought it was gonna be the winner based on the nose, but I think on the palate, I'm uh, I'm going in the other direction to to Knoxville. I, I think the nose now I go it's like uh so I feel like the sacred zipper one has I think you said a little bit more astringency, a little bit more um alcohol pronounced and a little bit more forward on the nose. Yeah. And you definitely get that on the flavor. Um, whereas the, the Knoxville one kind of keeps it a little more mild, more mellow, a little more yeah. easy to go to. Yeah. The Sacred Sippers is like a firecracker. Holy yeah. Shit. I, <laughs> I think the Knoxville one too, it's got like, um, and it seems like it's been a different note for all three of us. Uh, and that could definitely be, 
you know, our situation, cantaloupe, cantaloupe, (laughs) grain and cinnamon, Uh, you know, and again, like we're all coming off of lunch. We all have different things coming on. So we're all tasting very differently. Yeah. The Knoxville one's just like perfectly balanced. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's there. Whereas the Sacred Sipper is just like (laughs) flames. Like I said, there was something that is just, it hits your nasals. There is your yeah. nasal passage. Just so if you like, yeah, like big, bold, spicy things, you might like this one. Are we ready to call it? Yeah, we're going to call it Knoxville. Yeah, Knoxville. Knoxville. Knoxville wins this one. So, Which is uh, which is a great story there. Like one of their pickers, you know, he actually came up through the D-League. <laughs> <laughs> so he went back to college. I love, the all, D-League. These, I love all these uh, made up facts. He got yeah. his he got his bourbon tasting started at the VFW. He was at, he was at Moonshine uh, University. Yeah. And he worked his way up to. <laughs> and, you know, they say that from Knoxville. I don't, I don't get none. <laughs> <laughs> I guess go Vols, right? That's what they say. Something, Something. like that. Yeah. All right. All right. Racket number three, round three here. So on the left, we have the Brown Bunker Coalition, and this is the Colin Bottle. So just to give a little bit of background into the Colin Bottle, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, Here it is. So the Colin Bottle here, this was named after the, actually it was celebrated because of the birth of the member of Jake Young's son, Colin Edward Young, and that's what it was named after. So that's what we have Right so there. Here we go. We have a backstory coming in with right. uh, with the barrel pick, trying to win over our heartstrings. Yep. Gotta and say, th- it's working. And then, so we got the other side of the uh, Wright Pat Whiskey Club that doesn't have a name, submitted with no name, no sticker, no anything. So they're it's like, just, we're about our whiskey, not our story. Yep. Exactly. So we've got we've got two hard contenders right here mm-hmm. going up for the next round. Fortunately for us, none of us are uh, impacted by backstories, but I think that's cute. I think it's great when someone has a connection to like a a, a new one. I mean, I think that's half the reason why single barrels have blown up and been such a, a craze and phenomenon over the past few years is because everything comes with a backstory. I mean, if it was... What's if, the what's the kid's name it's named after? Colin. 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 And well, it, man. Colin, man, he must smell like them. a caramel and... and uh, Both of them are caramel bombs. Good. Like, Lord almighty. Yeah. Both of them, yeah. Are, hey, we is there is uh so can we say I don't know if I want to like eliminate one of these based off. Of <laughs> no, both of the noses are very similar. I, and this is I think that's the hardest part of like we didn't put seeds to it, right? I mean, it's just all blind going, yeah. going into that. But as I was kind of hinting at a little bit earlier, wow. is that the way that this has kind of all come around with single barrels that people put stores behind it is because if you would go into a liquor store and you would see a bottle hanging, you know, a shelf, and you'd see a neck tag on it. And it just said, like, you know, picked by, you know, Jeremy and James or whoever it is that didn't really have a story to it. And I think that's kind of like maybe where the sticker phenomenon came from is because now everything has a story. Everything has some it's sort funny. of- It's funny. We bitch about the story, but we all need the damn story. Mm-hmm. What the hell's wrong with us? We, we bitch about stickers, but then we're like, everything needs good marketing. Every- <laughs> we, uh- we're a strange breed, us whiskey people. I'll tell you what, I have not tasted the second one, but the Colin one is friggin' phenomenal. Yeah. And I uh, I am telling you that, you know, it is... It's got dried fruits, it's caramel. It's so good. Yeah, it's got a lot of good things It's going coming on. up on the tongue like butter, just dripping on down and tickling. Mm. <laughs> the old buttery tickler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, we're gonna put you in the marketing meeting soon. <laughs> yeah, like we need a new brand name. Never mind, Ryan. Go back. Yeah, <laughs> go back to go back to your corner. Go back to the butter. Hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with the buttery tickler. 
<laughs> I guess not. Where but, would where would what what are you putting a reference to? Kenny? I, I was about to say, what are we selling? Because that's <laughs> that's the that's the biggest question here. Uh, moving on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think man, both of these out of the gate, these are very very good noses on both of them. This, this is like is, that. Uh, you know that whatever game it is, it's like oh my god, an eight nine or something where it, both well, are like really good, but you, you just hate to see one of them go. They I would really, say like you hate them getting paired. It's like but, a Stanford versus like a you know. I want to say UCLA, maybe maybe modern UCLA, not old school UCLA, but yeah. something like that. I'd say this is a sweet 16 matchup. Right. You know? Yeah. It's I like mean, they're meeting is, a little too early in the round is what I'm trying. This to is say. when yeah. uh, Louisville and Kentucky. Right. Play. Yes. Remember exactly. that? Yep. And the sweet 16. Yeah. This is uh, these are two uh, juggernaut of picks. So kudos to both of both clubs here. Yeah, we're I'm really going to talk to the committee about seating. Yeah, I mean, this, this is this is there is no loser in this taste off. Yeah, this you've got you're going pro. You got you got good palates in your club. Yep, hmm. this is gonna be a tough one to even try to like figure out which one's gonna be able to pull ahead here because I think so. If I if I talk about the Colin bottle real quick, it's got the delicate flavors. It's got the caramel. It's got the vanilla. I mean, it's just it's just the you know. All the solid flavors you probably want to pick out of it. A little bit of toasted marshmallow and stuff like that versus where I think the right pat has a little bit more spice. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, and I get a lot more like raisins, dried fruit on the... And the right one too has also got that oak note. And this is where we come with our preference. Like to me, I like like the nuance of the color. I think the oak note is definitely there. Yeah. But on the right guy, what's it called? Right? Right? Right pat. Right pack, the right pat, with right the right pat, the right pat. To me, like it is, it is lovely. It has got a caramel note. It's got, it's got a, a lot of that spice that you all mentioned. But to me, that just like just it's slightly over oaked, slightly. How can something four years old be over oaked? <laughs> Actually, I, I think it's pretty easy. Like with because the the wood, it's still extracting like the the. The we, virgin, just went, we just went virgin oak, on, didn't we? Oh yeah, <laughs> and like you're getting some of the the greener notes, you know. So like, there's two ways to be over oak. It's too young and it's extracting all the wood, and the other one is it's gotten so deep in the wood and it's so old. It's you know there's so there's two ways. So this is like a fresh over oak, whereas like say uh, rhetoric twenty five year old is like a you know rotten fence post. <laughs> oh. So this is this is fresh oak. Uh, in comparison I think I prefer to. the fresh oak, fresh fence post versus <laughs> yeah. the rotten one. I mean, and I do too. This is actually, I mean, it, it's it's very good, but you know, again, we have to choose. So you're on the, so you're on the Colin? I'm on the Colin track. All right, what are you on? I am actually going to be on right pad on this one. Me too. I mean, there's, I, I get what Fred's saying, but I, there's just, you know, the, the Colin one is like everything I love about New Rift. This just has something a little extra to get, to keep me coming back. Mm-hmm. I think it has a little more depth, a little more flavor. Yeah. Of course, the oak is kind of what I love. Yep. So. Yeah, it's uh, that that oak's just. Uh, Thank just, God we don't have four co-hosts because <laughs> we'd have to have a, <laughs> have a battle. So. Yeah. But that's the that's the beauty of, of of tasting, right? Is like you know not everyone. But both of them were excellent. Good job. Yeah, they're bo- today, both both of them absolutely excellent. Yep. So the- right, Pat wins that round. So congratulations to Andy and the crowd. 
By a nose, by the way. How close were They're going to be watching this round really hard because they're going to want to see who they face off against in the next right. round. So mm -hmm. they're going to be paying attention. And and going into the next round, we've got one of the heavy hitters, Ryan, the one that we've tasted before. Oh. And this is going to be the Kentucky Bourbon Brotherhood with Ken Riffey Jr. Oh. oh, wow. Yeah, this what? is the number one seed. It, all. It is probably, it, you know, be, even coming into this, I remember when, when Todd sent a message, he was like, hey, I want to enter in Ken Riffey. And, because Ryan and I, we actually did a, a kind of like a public tasting because we had, there's a, there's a local, uh, we'll say camaraderie slash uh, Rivalry. animosity, whatever it is, and through two local groups. And so we had one that had come out with Ken Riffey Jr. And it's a it's a fantastic pick. We've had it before. And there's somebody came out with the, what was called the Riffey Killer. <laughs> and they wanted us to taste it live, blind. And we did. And we chose Riffey. Yep. So... Not Riffy Killer. Not, Not Riffy, Riffy Killer. Killer. No. So so we've got that going against the Great Lakes Whiskey Club, and this one is called Riff Ross. So on the left Riff is uh, is Riffy. Every day and, I'm and right is Great Lakes. Correct. Correct. So ooh, Great Lakes. Hello, what's going on up in here? Ooh, mm. Riffy. Mm. And the thing is about at least with the Riffy Junior, this has been out for a few so years now. Left is Riffy, right? Yes. Okay. Left is Riffy. All right. The nose alone, I think, Riffy. I think Riffy wins on on Riffy. Sugar. The nose, um, I think the the Great Lakes one. It has a little bit more of the astringency um, mm -hmm. that you get off of it. All right, but now I go to the taste. I think that's the most important part. Mm -hmm. But man, the the Great Lakes surprisingly I'm, tastes I'm, a lot better than it smells. So uh, I I actually am going with the with the Great Lakes one. Like I there there's like a, the the Riffy has a has a really predominant cinnamon note. I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not digging it. I don't know. I mean, I think you might want to make sure you get the Great Lakes one tried again there or there because I thought the Great Lakes had more of the cinnamon note and had more of the spice characteristic versus the Riffy that is more of that, that delicate balance I think that you get out of it. I think I'm going Great Lakes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's like a... I don't know. There's like a rich brown sugar kind it's of thing exactly going. It's exactly it. The, the, like a, the Great Lakes is is rich. Yeah. Whereas uh, having them side by side, the Riffy's, yeah, got more like spice, like heat kind of thing going on. The Great Lakes is just like nice, like deep, rich, sugary, burnt sugar kind of stuff. Brown velvety. sugar, velvety. Yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous. It's All a right. huge upset. <laughs> First I, round. I think it was a huge upset. Like I said, mine would have been on the Riffy side, but you know, two against one, that's the good thing about making sure that we have an odd number of people here. So we, Two you know, times in and, a row. And we tried them. Yeah. If, if you think there was confusion, we tried them again. Yeah, so. we did. Yeah. And this is the second time we did it. Yep. So, so we made sure, right. made sure we did it right. So moving on to uh, the semifinals. We're already in the semifinals here. So... Let's go ahead and let's kind of get a report. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. And now we're moving on to the second round, final four. Yep, final four. Four <laughs> glasses. I mean, and this is this is where we have already eliminated four, gone to the next four. And so we're gonna see out of the semifinals, who's gonna go to the final round. So in our first uh, I guess say head-to-head matchup here, we got Cleveland Bourbon Club versus the Knoxville Beer and Brown Water Society. So this is really a matchup of um offensive ingenuity. Yes, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of up-and-down action. It's fast-paced. God, I'll tell you what, guys. I love doing these kind of podcasts because I actually almost feel bad because somebody said, they were like, hey, this is, seems like the easiest way for you all to get drink-free whiskey. Like, well, yeah, I guess it might be. <laughs> but I think it also is is a fun way to be able to, you know, pick and pair different bourbon clubs and stuff like that. No, too. those guys are on to our secret. We drink-free whiskey. I mean, man, the the nose on the Knoxville, it's got like a something at the end, like a plum or something note, like at the end. It's like really nice. These both are smelling very nicely, yeah. but I think the Cleveland one's a little bit more up my alley. I, I kind of disagree. I think the Knoxville one might be more, at least for the, the because nose Because it's side. got a freaking yeah. sweet oak note, for <laughs> God's sake. I mean, you were like the most predictable taster I know. <laughs> it's it's going to be hard to, yeah. yeah. It's tannins and oak. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. We're like, Kenny's on the tasting panel. Oh, we know what we're submitting this year. So. I can't remember. Maybe it was when we were doing the the barrel thing. I was like, yeah, you just got to keep his tannins in check. He's, <laughs> he's a good, good taster, but you got to keep the tannins in check. Mm-hmm. So, but going back and tasting the the Cleveland one, man, that is a damn good barrel. Yeah, <laughs> that one's so good. I want to finish. Um, gosh, that's really good. That's a really really good whiskey. Yeah, Knoxville is um is is a kind of a jammy, uh, got some earth to it. Um, you know, honestly, it it kind of falls a little bit off like a flavor tree of like some of the more funky wild turkey products. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it's then, got some, but it's got that, it's got a good funk to it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I mean, I love the funk. You know, I like the funk. Gosh. Um, but the, the, the Cleveland one is a little bit more true. It, it falls the line of kind of like a classic bourbon style. Yep. Um, uh, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be tasty in 1985 as well as, you know, 2025. So I'm um, I'm leaning toward uh, Cleveland, but this this is another close matchup. I might even say it's going into overtime because I appreciate the Knoxville one. And here's the thing: these we're talking about barrel picks, so you're talking about something that people want to have something that stands out, it's different, has a different flavor profile than what people 
uh, are getting or are familiar with with the brand. And I would say if that is your objective going into this tasting, uh, Knoxville wins that conversation. But for right now, for what I'm tasting, for what I like, I'm going with Cleveland because it's got, to me, it's got the truer uh, bourbon flavor that uh, that I want to taste in this moment. Yeah, they're, yeah, Cleveland's like, it hits all the check marks on a good bourbon. But for me, Knoxville just has that, that fruitiness and like a little funkiness to it that I just, I don't know, it's so enjoyable and unique that I want to go back to it over the Cleveland. It's so, I feel like it I could have unique. Cleveland all the time. Oh, Where's shit. It? It's on me now to try to be the yep. tiebreaker. Oh, listen, <laughs> it, it, now we switched on it because yep. I know. it was on us on the other two. So, mm. But I think I know where Kenny's going to go. He's going to go Knoxville because it's no, gonna, I'm, it's I'm got not, that sweet oak. No, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead. I'm going to do one last sort of nose, one last sort of taste and kind of come, come down to it. I, I'd say on nose alone, I'm going to go with Cleveland. Um, I just feel it has that, it, and this is, Y'all, y'all call me Sweet Oak, and you know, I know I have that that tendency to kind of gear towards tannins, but I also have that that love for a more like dusty caramel, old National Distillers kind mm, of taste yeah. to it. Like I do love that yeah. that you can't get anymore, and I think New Riff is the only distillery that might deliver some of those qualities that you you know miss of those days. The the Knoxville pick reminds me of a dusty like a it's got you know it starts off with butternut butterscotch caramel then but it's got like some fruit on the back end like some but it's just kind of got like that dusty finish on it um, yeah I like it I'll say that the, we couldn't have two uh, two different types so yeah, you got they're, you, they're totally you offense. got a run and shoot offense versus a three point uh, you know scoring machine and I'll tell you that the the Cleveland one. Every distillery in Kentucky would say, you know what, we would bottle that. The Knoxville one, um, you know, this is this is the more unique one. And like you said, it, it definitely is very different. I so my 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 last decision, I'm gonna come down to it. Honestly, if I was picking this barrel for myself and I was saying, like, hey, like this is the one that we should probably get, I'd probably go with Cleveland. I'd probably go with it. But but in a head-to-head taste of what I want right now at this moment. It's going to be Knoxville. Yeah, same Knoxville here. Knoxville it is. Knoxville. I mean, I just I just felt like it just has, it, like I said, it just depends on what you're wanting that, that moment. Is it is it the caramel, like soft, mm-hmm. sweeter, fluty flavors? Or is it something that you're like, hey, I want something a little bit more of a, a, a rye punch. And I think that's what Knoxville delivers in this uh, in this one. So, But I, Cleveland should definitely be proud because they-, they Yeah, they, that was really good. They picked a, and, a great barrel. And if Cleveland was probably paired against something that was- you know, not as unique, it would stand up. But and I dare does. to say, I dare to say in a taste tomorrow, you two might pick Cleveland. <laughs> yep. It's very true. Who knows? Yeah. It's very true. Like I said, and I, I think, I mean, they're both phenomenal whiskeys. And Knoxville's it, got the three-point show, shot going today for you. And uh, If it's anything, it's a buzzer beater. It's yeah. a buzzer beater in, in the <laughs> yep, final and double four. overtime. Yeah. And that's just like how, how, it, how it winds down. So Yep. That's right. the beauty of tasting. So moving on to the next round, we have going, we're, sorry, we're going with the Wright Pack Whiskey Club versus the Great Lakes Whiskey Club. Oh, I'm back to the Great Lakes. I'm still really liking the nose on it. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. That Great Lakes. The Great Lakes just has a little bit more, it has some depth to it. It's like a plum, like a plum, fresh ripe plum. You, I don't know, smell to it. It's really good. I mean, they're both, they're all phenomenal. And 
I can't wait to like introduce all these people over email one day and then they can all switch samples and swap samples and do it for themselves. And then they can all yell at us that we got Damn, it Damn, the Paladon right pack's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but, the, <laughs> but we're also going back to that same conversation. And like Great Lakes has a lot of those beautiful uh, bourbon notes that that we seek and and right pack is just different it's different in this it, it's it follows the same kind of formula to me the the right pack is the um is the knoxville one they're very they're very much yeah they're I very agree. similar and uh the great lakes is an elevated version of the cleveland one yeah it's got way more depth and brown sugar to it and what like, this is what's beautiful about all of this is what we're doing here is we are tasting the preference of clubs yeah and wow uh, yeah, and on this one, I think I align with the Great Lakes on this pick um, between these two. Uh, I agree. That it's just got so much brown sugary richness to it that I just want to keep going back for more. Yeah, I'm I'm there on the Great Lakes. To me, it just punches all uh, punches. So everything maybe on there. you know it, it was an underdog coming in, but it took down the Riffy, and you know now it's moving into the championship. I mean, who yeah. would have thought a run like this? This is a Gonzaga. Yeah, it's the Vanilla, Gonzaga. Villanova or something. Yeah, well, maybe. I would say it's Gonzaga because I think they're going to come across the finish line. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga's <laughs> never done that, and, and that's very true. I, I totally agree. I think that the Great Lakes one it definitely takes. What Cleveland had, but elevates it just a little bit, yeah. but not so much. I think that what what Wright Pat brought to it was almost too much spice. What I love about the the Cleveland was that it does it does have that delicateness, that sort of like caramel, almost like that dusty yeah. piece to it. And Cleveland, or sorry, that's what Cleveland had, but Great Lakes just just amplifies it just a little bit more. But the Wright Pat was on the opposite side of it, where it has too much spice. That you're like, okay, well, I mean, it's a good whiskey, but is it what I want for this moment? Yeah. Nope. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and I think that uh, you all did right by uh, by putting forth uh, Knoxville in the um, in the finals. Because if we had Cleveland versus Great Lakes, we're basically at the same kind of style. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, and then it wouldn't really be I didn't much even think about job. that. So, it so was, it's, it's, by, it's kind of like chance. we've had, uh, we basically have had, have really throughout this tasting have had two styles of new riff, uh, you know, the earthy versus kind of like the caramelly. And the differentiator between like what we have picked throughout has actually been the, the oak. I don't know if you've been keeping track of this, but and sometimes you like the oak and sometimes you don't. Yeah, it's off putting. Yep. It's, uh, it's, it, it's a, this is a beautiful study of, of whiskey. Absolutely. And here we are in the championship. And so now moving into the finals. The championship. Championship, this is championship every, rounds. What every club's been working hard in the offseason for, you know, just doing. They've uh, been out working <laughs> their palettes. Blind tastings. And I kind of I wish like we were in like a stadium, like we could like dim the lights and like have the have the lights on the floor and then, you know, coming out of the red corner and blah, 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 blah. And in the red corner. Yeah. But in the. In the in one corner, <laughs> we'll say in one corner. In the left corner. Yeah, in one corner, we have got the Knoxville Beer and Brown Water Society. This is the Kings of Grain jackpot. They've been doing a lot of drinking, according to Drizzly. So mm-hmm. no wonder they made it. That's to the right. Like, see what happens when you put in the work. You good things. Happen. I know they've been out there, you know, practicing drinking in that high <laughs> altitude. And then in the off season, they're in the barns. You're going to work in their tongues going left and right and trying to pick up different aromas and everything from the barn smells. Because Yeah, I heard they've been watching a lot of YouTube, uh, Fred Minnick ah! shows. <laughs> <laughs> they've been studying a lot of film. and. 
<laughs> and then out of the blue corner, out of wherever at the corner, we've got Great Lakes Whiskey Club with Riff Ross in the finals. So yeah, they're at a disadvantage. You know, it's cooler up there, so their season's mm-hmm. not as long as in Knoxville. So well, or maybe that's an advantage in bourbon because it's cooler, so you can drink bourbon more often than but they're drinking so often you know they have a lot of stouts there and and up in uh up in the great lakes you know it gets cold so they warm themselves up by a, a jug of whiskey yeah so, so we got two heavyweights here I'm, I'm really excited to see who pulls through and to be honest with you no one saw great lakes in this round you know they they had the probably the biggest upset of the entire tournament yeah taking down the riffy taking down the riffy you know, that's a big deal. It really is. It really is because we had picked it at a blind taste test over another one at some point, And now we're here in the finals. Yeah. Even if they don't win, we got to start taking their club seriously from now on. <laughs> <laughs> They've proven. They've proven it. And, and you know, you you never know. Someone, uh, someone like, uh, I don't know, the Louisville Bourbon Society might be, you know, pick, plucking their best taster for, for something. So this might be Great Lakes last year. Who yeah, knows? They got deep pocketbooks. You know, they got to keep them under the salary cap. Or it's a Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah. We're so fucking full of shit. <laughs> I know we really is. This is. It's the, great. This is the best made up facts we've ever yeah. done for a podcast. Oh, well, man, the nose on Knoxville is still there for me. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's it's 100% there 25% of the time. That's going to be the next t-shirt. <laughs> man, they're both, they're so good. And that's what I think, you know, how soft and new riff and, you know, their, their whiskey selection and their, the way that they do these and being able to give people the opportunity to pick a lot of different things, because there's just, there's a lot of bit of variability that we've had in here, you know, whether it's, you know, more subtle, whether it's more spice, but there's only one that's going to come ahead today. Only one winner. There Man. can only be one. Knoxville's just kind of opened up to me, like grape Kool-Aid kind of stuff going and not to be not to be like Dick Vitale and looking back on the team that he feels like should be in the finals and thought it was a travesty that he didn't make the tournament. I just thought, you know, I thought Colin would would should be, should have made it farther. Curious of like what's a, what's one of yours that you didn't think uh, made it that should be a little further. Well, I mean, I I think of course is is Ken Riffey. Uh, I thought that was going to be, you know, that was going to be our sleeper. Like that was going to be. Uh, not well, not sleeper. I mean, that was going to be the favorite. Like, it's, yeah. That's number one. That's the, that's the Michigan State. Man. You know, that's that's somebody that's coming in. You know, it's either you know a top four seed that this is gonna that is going to that is going to make it through to at least a final eight or yeah. you know elite eight. But I, I'm really surprised it, it didn't come out. Ryan, what's yours? It's really tough because uh, they're they're so different. Um, it's just what you want in this moment right now. Tell me, tell me what you're drinking and what you're, what you're feeling when you, when you taste these two. So I feel like when I go to Great Lakes, there's a little more robustness. Yep. A little bit more, a more spice characteristic, whether it's an all spice or whether it's a baking, you know, spice or something like that to it. Um, it's also a little more, uh, richer. Um, it really is. I mean, that's the best descriptor I can give it is like, it's richer. Like when you're comparing it to the one, the other one, it's, it's just got more depth to it. Like the, the Knoxville is one, it's like a guzzler to me, whereas I, I, I could drink this all day, probably every day, real easy. But if I want to show my Whiskey Geek fans something like, mm-hmm. like something that's got everything going, but a little something extra, I think I want to go Great Lakes. But Knoxville's got this like this brown sugar, like this like toasted or, or not toasted, but like a, like a creme brulee top on it. 
Now, I, I will say that I think the, the Great Lakes finish. The problem with out. Knoxville is the finish. It's like the Great Lakes so great points. on the front and mid palate, and it just falls off because it is like a dusty bourbon. They, you know, they don't have those like so big bold because they just have fallen apart to age or oxidation. But I think I think it's a I think it's a, a question of comfort level with earth. You know, like, like, how do you, do you like that? Do you like the occasional taste of dirt? You know, cause it's got some of that, like, funky, well, often you want a shovel in your mouth, right? You know, I mean, it's like, it, when you, when you, when you break down the Knoxville one, there's that really beautiful, gritty kind of earthy note that again, yeah. like you find in wild turkey. And I think, I think New Riff has a lot of products that follow the trail of, of wild turkeys, like profile and that there's, uh, there's some earth here. And I'm telling you what, uh knoxville's it's got those baking spices it's got that earth and then there's like a just like an undercurrent of of sweetness um it is really it's really really exceptional and then when you compare it to to the great lakes the great lakes is just kind of grabbing your tongue and just dripping on down and just feels all velvety it just stays there yeah i mean i don't want to pick these are two great uh two great barrel picks that just are fantastic and i i this is this is not an easy decision to make well we, that's the thing is we have to make a decision yep. and that's got, the, that's the worst the part about it <laughs> not only because ryan has to leave but it's because we have to make a decision to actually end this oh, podcast my, we have one minute yeah you know, on that and All so right. so if it was me i'm gonna go ahead and i'll go first uh because it seems that i don't want to end up with being the one that has to make the, the hard decision here so <laughs> for me when i when i taste these two i agree that there are there's great differences, but when it comes to what I want to drink on a regular basis or something that I would always reach towards, I'm going to go with Knoxville. Interesting. So, so what, what about Knoxville? Was it just put it over the edge? For I, I just love the, that caramel, just the, just the, the thing that you could, you could go, like you could literally give this to anybody and they'd be like, oh yeah, I like whiskey. Yeah. Like, that's, see, the thing about for me, this one is like that caramel comes in underneath some some earth and that is just that's just not something you find a lot and it's great i love that i love that in, in, in a in an american whiskey and so so where are you going fucking knoxville's good <laughs> i know i'm not I'm, I'm like keep going back and forth depends when you ask me but i go to i go to the number of points it hits on the palate and knoxville's pretty concentrated uh on the back and just a little bit on the tip and there's not a lot of like uh, mid tongue action for me when it comes to to Knoxville. Uh, for me, the the whiskey that's hitting just about every point on the palate is um, Great Lakes, and and so when you get something that's so close, you like the flavor and you like the aromatic properties of one, you have to find something where they're different. And that right here, and their finishes are about the same for me too. And so like, this is where, this is where I'm going to go with choosing is that Great Lakes hits more points of the palate for me. And so I'm going with Great Lakes. It's all done to you, Ryan. Pressure is Well, I had already decided before it came to me, so I didn't do this. <laughs> but uh, So the, the Knoxville one, like what Kenny was talking about, this is something I could enjoy all the time. Have friends over introduction of bourbon this is going to be really good crowd pleaser but for me there's just the great lakes hits so much for me on there's there's just dried fruit there's spice there's brown sugar i mean it's just 
this richness to it that just coats my mouth. But the, I mean, even the last time I drank this was like 15 seconds ago and I could still taste it Mm. in my mouth. And that's, whereas with the Knoxville, it just kind of, it's good there in the moment. That's it. It, it falls apart. This just stays forever. And I'm going to keep it forever in my championship. There we go. So congratulations to the Great Lakes. But well done, Knoxville. And everyone here. Yeah. And I and I and you you never answered this, but what what was one that got eliminated early that you would have you thought should have kept going? Uh, you know, probably probably Cleveland. I really liked Cleveland. It was just a very good, just it's just a great bourbon. I mean, that's a great pick. It was just like all yeah. around good. Um, you know, a lot of the other ones were good, but I, I was surprised how Riffy to me was probably one of the, you know, not the last, but. I just thought it was towards the end of the pack after you tasted all these other ones. Yeah, Riffy, they didn't get a good night's sleep or something like that. You know, they, they, they were out partying. Last they were out partying. Night. Last they missed night. curfew. On they the didn't round show up. One. Didn't enough pasta before they had to go out to play the game. Exactly. No. <laughs> I mean, who knows? But, but they were all excellent barrel picks. And absolutely, I, yeah. Thank you to everyone who sent us them. I mean, I didn't. Know. And it's just whatever we thought today. So and nobody had like Great Lakes when we had this conversation. We were Great Lakes in our first. You know, we just it was kind of okay. And we. We see Knoxville, we were like, okay, yeah, they're a contender because we know them. And Cleveland, we're like, oh, yeah, we know those guys, you know. So uh, kudos to Great Lakes, man. This was, this was, I would say, like uh, a pretty epic upset um, in the grand scheme of bur- bourbon tournaments. A great season for everyone. Hopefully, you all can take this and put it into next year and we can do this again. I, I say <laughs> we go ahead and we'll, we'll roll with this and make this a regular thing. I think we had fun. Hopefully, you listeners had fun and actually figuring out exactly what we like and what you could go out there. And, yeah. Uh, and if y'all want to do it with his other brands, we're up for it. <laughs> hey, we're in. We're totally Listen, we will taste your whiskey for free. No problem. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we're here for you, America. Yep. We've got enough Glen Cairns to make it work. By God. How about it? So with that, I want to say thank you all for tuning in this afternoon uh, or evening or morning, wherever you are. Maybe you're on your run. Maybe you're on your drive home, whatever it is. But thank you for listening to Bourbon Pursuit. Make sure you catch us on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure you follow us on Patreon.com slash Bourbon Pursuit. And if you always want to submit ideas or other cool ideas, send us an email, team at bourbonpursuit.com. And always leave us a review if you can as well. Boom. Yep. With that, cheers, everybody. And we will see you all next week. That was fun. Cheers.